0: Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Retro Time Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Derek. Derek, Derek, how's your mom and them?
1: Oh, they're doing great. Mom's doing back right? in New Orleans. Dem, Dem is back in New Orleans, uh, and I'm yeah, here in my Ohio. My mom and
0: them—they all got—they all got their shots, and they're Ooh. all good. They're, uh, you know, A both little ber- doses, so they're all COVID-free.
1: That's awesome, so man. That's yeah, oh, we're on—we're on track to get ours as well. Looking forward to that. Whoop.
0: Yeah, so we're in Kentucky, and. um we are uh, tech workers, obviously, and so tech workers are considered essential employees in Kentucky. Hmm. And uh, so we're in um, phase 1C, but we're the 60 and below, or below 60. Um, so there's 1C above 60 and 1C below 60. Uh, I don't know why it's not just 1C and 1D, <laughs> but what do I know? I'm not you know, in charge of stuff like that. Huh. But uh, so we're on the list, man. We're 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 waiting. But
1: Rad. anyway, did they open it up to all nerds or just tech workers?
0: Uh, just tech workers. Yeah. Okay. Uh And only if you like Star Trek. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Who good. Says Star Wars. Uh, gonna have to wait.
1: <laughs> Not gonna work.
0: Yeah. Sorry. It's what you get for liking stupid movies. Um. All right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Derek. Um. Uh, uh. What do you What do you want to talk about today, man? What do we got? Today I kind
1: of want to talk to you a little bit about something that I thought about for a long time but had a hard time kind of putting a word around. Developer etiquette. 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 Mm Yeah. There's a variety of things I want to talk to you about around that topic. Um, Things you you should, should not
0: do, things you should do, shouldn't do as a developer, I would assume.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ways to conduct yourself in your developer life. These are probably,
0: if I had to guess, Derek, things they did not teach you in computer science class.
1: Um, not only were they not taught in computer science class, but almost every professor broke every single one of them. <laughs> uh, wrong. Yeah. Um, what, are you, re- what are you, stupid? They review your code yeah. and be like, D minus. Well, what was wrong? It was D minus work. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. It just sucked. Yeah, it just sucked. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't look good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a few things I wanted to talk to you about. The first thing. Let's hear it. The first thing I want to talk to you about is um, something that creeps into my life, uh, less so recently because uh, I moved on to a new team. So it's me doing this, but it's asking questions. All right. Um, When you're the source of the information, you feel the weight of being asked questions. You feel like it's like Mm. I've heard that when like famous people like really famous people um like michael jordan and stuff when they walk through a crowd they feel the eyes on them all the time oh yeah I can um imagine. so you imagine like and, and so they just know that everybody wants to talk to them and ask them a question or get them involved in business and when you're the source of knowledge for a system where you have a lot of experience with it that can happen to you too it can it can feel a little bit like Everybody's about to ask me a question so I can't really do anything.
0: The weight is on your shoulders. Right? Yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, and there of course you can use techniques like delegation on your end but really on the developer's end it's knowing when to ask a question. Um, right. So I felt yeah. that as, as a new a noob on the
0: team. Mm. Um, you know and, and again you know we started a new job so I had, I had to do all that. I still feel like I'm onboarding <laughs> almost yeah, a year right. in. Um, but yeah, it's just that idea of like, when do I, when do I know, or how do I know to go look for it myself? How do I know what to look for if I if I do look for it, and how do I know how do I know when to start asking questions, but, uh, without doing my own due diligence, right?
1: Yeah. So I have actually have a few tips for this. Um, so if you're a developer yeah. listening to this, or if you're on the other end, I guess this would help too. The trick is. The trick is first of all knowing that how to search for something learning how to search for something and figure something out is a skill it's a skill that can be enhanced and and sort of uh sort of honed over the years and so when people come to ask me a question I show them how I figured it out I show them how I figured it out and as I'm working through it with them I say look and after I'm done I explain it again I say, look I did this then I did this then I did this sometimes it takes like yeah. Like a few different things. It's not just going to Stack Overflow yeah. website and, and figuring out the answer. Right. Um, not saying, hey, look, dummy. Yeah. Let me show you how I did it. Yeah. Or, or or just giving them the answer straight up because you're so busy. Right. Like, yeah. you know,
0: nobody's. Right, yeah. like, well, if you, yeah. it's that idea of teaching them how to fish versus giving them a fish, right? Right yeah. on, man. To... Right
1: on. You got to teach them to fish. And I think that it shows respect to them that they're capable of learning this stuff. And, uh. Mm-hmm. and the, the other the only other tip that i have around that is let them have a time period when they're first looking for stuff a time frame go search for it for 30 minutes if you can't figure it out yeah, in 30 minutes get it, come yeah. get me um
0: come, come back
1: right yeah. yeah and come and come talk to me that's been helpful too because usually it takes like five them, yeah. minutes to figure it out and yeah. so you know giving them 30 minutes lets them uh yeah. kind well, of well
0: you know what i really hate is when you ask a question and someone sends you the let me google that for you website where like you know what I'm talking about? And it like actually has like a have you ever seen that? Oh Do yeah. You know what I'm talking
1: about? And it like types yeah. in
0: Google and then hits search.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, I know.
0: but kinda of shitty when you uh are are like you actually can't find something. You're like yeah. I did that. I did try searching you jerk. <laughs> Maybe I that's something you ha- shouldn't do—is uh, do that send <laughs> to somebody.
1: Right. I had something happen to me once at work where I asked a question specific to the product itself, some kind of use case or something. Mm-hmm. This was back in my government days, and the person I asked the question to just just sent back a one like four letters. It said RTFM. It just they just said read the fucking manual, and I was like. This is complicated software, and you're telling me just yeah. to go read the manual? They were probably frustrated that they wrote it down, and yet, yeah. you know, so.
0: It's just like, that's kind of, that kind of shit is, the, to me, the developer etiquette that you should be trying to uh, avoid. Or right. Not, that's not etiquette. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, that should be. I mean, like, if someone's asking a question, you're just assuming that they just, like, didn't try anything, and they just asked you the question first, and I guess some people do that. So you know, maybe maybe don't do that. If you, know, you know, you got a question, look it up, try to find it yourself before you you ask somebody else. But if you maybe maybe it's about how you ask like, "Hey, I looked through the manual and this didn't make sense."
2: Yeah.
0: "Hey, I I checked all these things, um, and I'm still confused." Um, maybe he wouldn't have sent the <laughs> read the manual thing back. But just I mean like read the manual like such a crappy thing to say, especially like to a coworker, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I think it was more fresh, out of frustration though that this person had,
0: and not even know, like with the man. Like I would have been like RTFM. What, what does that mean?
1: Like, I actually didn't know. I yeah, had to ask right. the person. Like
0: what the what the hell does that even mean? So um, now you just now that guy just made you waste his time again because he had to explain. Yeah, what RTFM right, is. right,
1: right, right. What a jerk! Don't I do guy. anything when you're angry. Um, that's right. That's um, my. Answer. I don't
0: like to assume things. there, but I think I'm still doing that same job today
1: yeah <laughs> oddly enough it's kind of funny um I'll, t- I'll tell you who it is after and we'll uh you'll, you'll let me know if he's doing oh. the same job um <laughs> okay. so uh, i can't wait the, yeah it's we'll we'll talk about it later um <laughs> but uh the other thing you mentioned that was really interesting is when you go and ask a question tell them what you've already done on what you've already right. researched and uh and if if through the process of explaining what you've done you can sometimes come up with the answer yourself you know uh, and point. so they can, and it's also the, the trick of talk to a duck, we used to say. Like, go, go tell it to the duck. We actually had a cube that just had this little stuffed duck in it. And <laughs> you'd, you'd like send them over it. there, and uh, they'd cool, explain yeah. the thing to the duck, and then they just suddenly come up with the answer. Because yeah. sometimes, Well, just, I've always
0: found that. I mean, I've mentioned that before, but, like, explaining a process to somebody else helps me to understand it better, mm-hmm. um, even if it's an imaginary duck.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a funny-looking really funny. duck, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: I love that. That's So, so funny. yeah, and
1: it, it alleviates a lot of like um, uh, distractions because that that's yeah. really what you're trying to reduce when you uh, improve the etiquette between you and your other teammates is distractions for them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, getting out
0: of the flow, breaking their flow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it can be incredibly harmful to their productivity and really they're just like their ability to solve a problem. You could be like ten layers deep in a problem and and somebody comes and tells you like. You didn't fill out your TPS report and all of a sudden, like, you know, it's it can yeah. be a total mess. You know, to that point, too, one of the things that I've
0: started, I mean, now we're remote, so you can't do it. But when we were in an office, um, not going to someone's desk and just, hey, you got a second? Mm-hmm. Walking up to them, because when you walk up to them, they feel obligated to stop what they're doing. Um, it's pinging them first, you yeah. know, on Slack or something. Hey, you got a second? Can I come over to your desk? Um, just that little bit and it'd be like, just a minute, you know, there's like, uh, give me a minute or yeah, whatever, or no, I'm, I'm busy. Um, you know, what drives me crazy, dude, this mm. happened to me more often than I like care to admit happened. I would be on a call with my earbuds on or my headset talking, talking and like people would come up and try to start a conversation with me. And I, I'm like, dude, I'm literally on a call. Um, I you know that just like it happens so often. Um, I, I I was shocked when like professionals wouldn't realize that like I'm literally in the middle of something. What do you think I'm doing? Just talking to myself. Um, you know, try to be polite about it, obviously, but uh, that happens so often. Just don't do that. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. on a call. Leave them alone.
1: It's it was tough. I think in the workspace we had when we were actually in the office, it was very open. Yeah.
2: It it felt
1: like we were all at at a cafeteria table all day long, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. So it made it uh made it feel. But that's the hip way to work, Derek. What are you talking about? Jeez, no, it's the uh... way Silicon
0: Valley. That's a startup, man. (laughs) Now, um, yeah, that open office stuff makes it really easy for people to just distract you, Mm you know, and not even on purpose. I mean, just people on a call next to you, you know, they got a call, and if there's no conference rooms or something, what are you gonna do? You know, go hide in a closet. Yeah, it works for me. A closet works for me, but you know. You have to have it set up right, right. Um, anyway, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good point, man. I like that one.
1: I have something else I want to talk to you about. Um, I found that you've been pretty good at this actually since you've been at, oh, at really? the company that we're at right now. It's getting what you want uh, about uh, when you when you like have a have some specific need, like you need to acquire some software or you need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, Get uh, a new I, uh, IP address or a no, new—that's uh, a terrible thing to say. A new like DNS entry. You mentioned DNS yeah. was kind of a problem for you. But by
0: the way, that never—I never was able to get
1: that. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you, but you push through it. So sometimes wh- it doesn't work. <laughs> what are some techniques you have to actually go in about when you have a kind of a a weird request? There's not a there's not a written not way some to do it. Pre-established yeah.
0: workflow. Like it's a weird one-off thing. Nobody is right.
1: Yeah. What are some techniques that you've used to oh, kind of get that Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot done. here.
0: Um, so sometimes it just doesn't I just know that sometimes it might not work. I get, I think, like, part of it is just like, you know what? I'm probably not going to get anywhere with this, mm. but I am just going to try. Okay. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, the very first episode we recorded, I think, uh, where we talked about thriving in a corporate environment, you talked about getting a notebook <laughs> and having the company buy a notebook. Right. And I said, you know what? I would just go to freaking Walgreens and buy a notebook. Like, and, and if the company, um, but like if 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 I knew that the company would pay for it, maybe I would go through the hassle and like eventually give up and go to Walgreens. But um, you know, I don't know. I think it's like a persistence. It's like a lot of times if it's a one off thing, um, people just like ignore the email or they're just like ah, oh, you know, I I'll just ignore it. And maybe that person will stop bugging me. So I just like mm-hmm. every every week. Hey, you got this, or hey, you're not following up? Just following up, or or what I what I do a lot of times is I'll reply and I'll include another person, like a stakeholder or something, in that email and, and CC them so that uh. they know that somebody important saw the request and they, uh, you know. So there's like sneaky ways around that. Um, a lot of times, though, um, it's just like chatting with them. Like, hey, you know, I got this thing. Like, it, you know, if it's like a some kind of support ticket maybe there's no phone number so it's it's maybe harder to do that but if it's somebody that like is in the office and you're trying to get like this was something we tried to do this was an example actually we wanted to get remember our old team we made these banners
2: right, right.
0: and this was so off the wall like nobody in a giant corporation wants to make a banner for their application and put like our, our team values on it sure. and the idea was you know if we put the values up and we show the the team every day with the values are though they're more likely to live by those values. Right. Yeah. So we, we, we got these like big things made. I designed me and the UX team, we designed these really, really beautiful, like six foot tall, three foot wide banners, which I still have, by the way, they're in my basement.
1: I remember they were beautiful. Um,
0: I took them with me. I was like, I'm not throwing these away anyway. Um, I, so no, nobody knew who to go to get these printed. I was like, and it, it wasn't expensive. It was only like a couple hundred dollars for like the six banners. Um, You know, and so I just asked and I asked and I asked and I asked and I just kept it, I kept on. And eventually, after like a couple of months, I found somebody with a P card, got the stupid things ordered. Look at you. You know, so it's funny because we were in the office in New Orleans, and uh, the only, like, I could have easily done it had we been in another city that had a FedEx account. With the company
1: Mm. but
0: because we were like a satellite office the fedex in new or in new orleans didn't have an account with the the company so i had to like go a roundabout way and and end up doing this thing but it worked i mean i talked to 50 different people but i just didn't give up um so you know that's kind of one of those things I, i don't know if that's like etiquette as much as it is just uh but there's also times when you have a process change or something that you you know, you don't like how your team is functioning and you, yeah. you think there's a better way and you want to change it. It's it's all about like showing the value of it. You know, that was part of it. It wasn't just, hey, I need banners made. It was like, we're working on this thing, you know? We talked about Simon This kind of goes back to the why, mm-hmm. your Simon Sinek why. It's not just like, you don't just ask for the thing. You explain the value of the thing you're asking for and then you ask for
1: it. Okay, yeah. You know,
0: our team is building these values and we are trying to have our team uh, abide by these values and live by these values. We want them to see it every day. Mm-hmm. So I need some money to print the banners. Instead, of, I need—I have these banners I want to get printed.
1: Ah, uh, so not just asking right. for the banners for no reason. Yeah, yeah.
0: Explain the value and and then ask, and then you know sell them on on why you want to what, what you need specifically from them. So Love that's it. another thing too. Be specific about what you need from people.
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: Be specific. Be specific about what you need. Um. You know, I think another thing too is like when you're when it's people that you don't interact with very often and they don't know you very well. Keep the email short, bullet lists. Mm-hmm. You know, I I need these three things from you. Could you please, whatever, and you know, not to be short, not not rude, but um, just keep the email short. Don't be short. Keep the email short.
1: <laughs> you know, emails are a big thing that I feel like through the years I've had many different feelings on how to write them and when to write them. So this could actually be helpful to a lot of people. Let's talk about emails for a minute. We get emails every day. We 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 spend a lot of our time chatting through tools like Slack and Teams, but emails are still a huge part of our life. Yeah. When you get an email that is uh, umpteen paragraphs, uh, in in the sea of other emails that are little snippets and alert logs and junk from some other people, what what is your normal reaction when you see like a like a just a random giant email?
0: It depends. It's the context. It depends. If it was something I expected Mm -hmm. about something, maybe it's a review of something that I sent and asked for, then that's different from just a random one-off thing. Um, I've talked about this, I think, in the past, but um, knowing the people that you're sending emails to and their personality type will definitely change how you should write the email. So I think this goes back to, again, relationships and relationship building, but going back to the people that you work with and understanding how they would like to communicate and communicating with them that way, mm. right? So if you've ever taken the DISC assessment, you've got a high D, mm. right? High D is sort of the alpha, right? They might be very, they come off very short, straight to mm. the point, don't wanna waste time, get to get to the point, what do you need from me, right? Those people, you wanna send them, Maybe you maybe you need to send them some email with a lot of long text in it, but do a summary. You know, we talked about this before, the TLDR at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Here's a summary of everything. A couple of bullet points. Now, if you want more context, read the rest of it. Chances like. are good they won't. They'll just you know read the first two. If there's like a high, uh, what is it? A C, I think is it. anyway. And the Myers Briggs ones are a little different, but they probably have some similar you know uh, uh, types. I'm sure there's there's a uh, similarities between the types. Analytical people that want to see the data you need to sell them you need to explain why there's this is a good idea You know, it's a uh, here's the data backing up this thing and but maybe they want to see that So you kind of have to know who your audience is and and know, you know, read the room if you will so um, Those are some points. I think uh, trying to keep emails short Um, one of the things I've tried to do recently is try to not have so many meetings Mm. So I will send an email. Hey, I'm trying to not have a meeting about this. Can we can we do this via email or via Slack? Oh. You know, I'll send a message to Slack. Hey, I'm trying to not and I'll do a group chat. Trying to not have an email a meeting about this. Maybe we can cut out an hour. Is there a quick thing? If we need to have a meeting, let's have a meeting.
1: Okay, so yeah, limiting the, to, limiting the need yeah. for those those quick meetings. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is really interesting. That uh, so. One other thing in emails I want to mention is that if you write an email with technical content and explaining how to do something in the system, that is documentation for your product.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You should take that email, copy the contents, put it in wherever you document the system's function, and all, every single time it will fit right into one of the modules mm. of your system or one of the areas of architecture or whatever, paste it in there, save it for someone later. Because it's very important information. How to log into the server? How does the server restart? How to change mm-hmm. something in the system? How did we? How did? How did we? And you have like a like a something you've changed in the system? How did we add the new database uh, configuration or whatever it is? Um, leaving out any passwords, of course, you yeah. know, unless you want to be a ding dong.
0: Unless you want to be a ding dong.
1: And you don't. Um, but meetings don't is ding-dong. the next piece of the puzzle, which you brought up which I do want to talk about because my current um, sort of manager has an idea where he's, he basically has this idea where the meeting should be 30 minutes or it should be basically like a workout. And I'm starting okay. to really really like this idea because you're, you're forcing yourself to make big decisions with, with enough time to actually make them. That's similar to a concept that
0: they have at Amazon, I think. I don't know if they still follow this, but I remember reading this a year or two ago where you have to have like, basically you have to write an essay. I can't remember exactly what the requirements are, but you have to write an essay about the thing you want to have a meeting about, right? And if you don't have that, you cannot schedule a meeting. And the idea is not to make you do more work, (laughs) schedule a meeting. The idea is to make you really think hard about whether or not this needs a meeting, right you know, to go and like think if you can fill up 10 pages worth of crap then yeah you should have a meeting if you can't so group chat on slack man <laughs> we you know?
1: tried this on our team in uh in our in my last uh, my last role and the way it worked at Amazon um cuz I had to do some research into this it was a uh-huh. 6 page essay 6 page yeah right, and right. the the tricky thing was at the beginning of the meeting everybody had to read the essay right so, so it better be really good. <laughs> well, it better be good. And you can tell when people really cared about their idea because yeah. their essays would be really detailed, really, right. really specific. After you read and you have all the content, then you have the meeting as mm-hmm. opposed to going in and saying like, all right, what's your idea? It's a yeah. really interesting way to do it. I don't know if they yeah. still do it, but I know that uh, it was a big thing. in, in like I, I know high, high level meetings at, at Amazon.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a really it's, interesting bit. It, you know, the other aspect of that is like uh, the people that you're sending meeting invites to understanding the time, mm-hmm. if they have available time. I mean, you know, hopefully your your uh, email application that you use for work allows you to see other people's calendars and you can schedule around open spaces and stuff. Assuming that's the case and, and um, you know, being being aware of the other people's time. So I always try it when I write in, when I do a meeting, write an agenda. I feel like if I can't come up with an agenda for a meeting, why am I having the meeting?
1: That's a good It's kind point.
0: of sort of like a mini version of the eight-page essay. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you can't come up with an agenda for the meeting – I can't tell you how many times I've sat in meetings and they were just like, well, um, so uh, I, we wanted to talk about this thing, I think, today. Uh, eh, and everybody just sits there and, like, we waste 10 minutes and just people like, what are we meeting about?
2: Um,
0: so just getting to the point, you know, um, after the small talk – remember, small talk is important – um but uh you know getting getting just to the point so that uh the people aren't wasting their time being being aware of their time this is enough I've seen people do this recently is schedule a meeting for five minutes before the half hour or the hour is up so 50 minutes 55 minutes 50 minutes or 30 25 minutes 20 minutes um instead I'll, I'll do 45 minutes sometimes too where uh I just like and you know, I don't want to take the full hour um try to cut it back if I can right. um you know and being aware like hey it's okay if we don't fill up the whole time we can go we finished in 15 minutes we let's can go. leave yep let's cancel this meeting let's go you know and now especially with with everyone being remote that's pretty much how everyone communicates now it's like meeting after meeting i'm like literally my entire day now is like meetings yesterday i had calls literally dude from nine o'clock to three p.m mm-hmm. straight through like dude. even my lunch break was was blocked off with meetings
1: um, I'm not and, important enough yet to have that problem. I'm uh, I'm dreading the day God. where I'm start. I like I know the system well enough, and they rely on me for things, and I'm in meetings yeah. all day trying to. be, oh, What's your issue? You yeah. know, um, but I'm excited about you know, that. You'll for get it's there. Motivated. Don't worry, Dirk. Yeah. don't worry. You'll yeah, get there. Right. <laughs> um, uh,
0: but yeah, so meetings just all day, and and uh, trying to just be aware of other people's time. You know,
1: it's also interesting to be aware of cultures too, and also. So so if someone works uh, in India or in Poland or wherever, mm-hmm. um realizing that you're scheduling this meeting on friday at their seven o'clock p.m time when they're trying to have dinner with their family even though they adjust their day to suit us and interestingly i did not know this but i talked to some folks from india recently they wouldn't trade our situation for theirs they're like we don't know how you guys get your kids to school in the morning you Mm, do all this stuff because we can start later because we work with you we actually see it as sort of a benefit um. Yeah, it's a little tough at dinner time, but like they've adjusted. So I thought that oh, was kind of interesting looking at it from the other perspective.
0: Oh man, yeah. I was uh, trying to schedule a meeting with somebody in India the other day, and I scheduled a meeting at nine in the morning, mm-hmm. which is very late for them. Uh, it's like I guess seven. Eight. Well, actually, it's daylight
1: savings now, so it's a little better. They said.
0: Oh right, for like two weeks, yeah, <laughs> three weeks, and then when they change, uh, if they change, I don't know. If I, I don't know, know if they, they do. Change or not. I know some of Europe them, I mean. changes like three weeks after us. Oh, okay. So it's weird. We have this weird overlap for a, a month or so. Um. Anyway, um, I was trying to schedule a meeting. And uh, I was like, look, I know 9 o'clock a.m. is very late for you, but if we want to do it earlier, I'm going to have to do it like three hours earlier because I'm going to have to have this meeting before my kids even wake up. Because by the time my kids are up, there's no chance of meeting. <laughs> like I can't do it, you know, 7, right, right, like, right. 7 a.m., they're 6.30, whatever they wake up yelling and screaming by the the time we get out the door at 8.15. So like, it's going to have to be either this time or three hours before. Um, and she was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't mind. This is okay. Uh, no, not to do it often enough or very, very often, but you know, they, they seem to be okay with it, but it's just being aware of it and at least asking, Yeah, you know, um, not assuming that they'd be okay with it. That's the thing I think. I don't know. We talked about this before. But Americans just assume everybody is like on American time. I know. I don't
1: know. We're really bad about that, I think, yeah. as
0: a whole, you know, uh, on average.
1: But, you know, but yeah, it's, it's important to be um, cognizant of that because these people are part of your team, you know, and they're trying to, they're trying and to they're stuff, people, Derek. and they're people, and they're human people. Uh, the other thing, too, is if you know someone has something going on in their life, whether their spouse is pregnant, where they're pregnant, or they're going through a medical thing, or a personal thing, or whatever it is. Take that into account when you schedule meetings. Ask them. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit more work asking them, like, "Hey, uh, is is three p is three p m on a, yeah, th- a on a Tuesday okay?
2: Because maybe they
1: maybe they just like get tired or something, like you know. And and it goes a long yeah. way.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing I had no idea, and this is sort of a shame because, uh, again, as Americans, we just don't, I don't think, know a lot about other cultures as much as we probably should. I had no idea Muslim countries uh, take Thursday, uh, Friday and Saturday off as their weekend. Oh, really? So they work Sunday through Thursday. Not Maybe not every Muslim huh. country, but the ones that, like, in Saudi Arabia and, and Dubai... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did know that from working with yeah, someone that, we previously right. worked with. Yeah, so they, they, they take off Friday, and, and they're working on Sunday. So, um, you know, Friday is is out, and most people probably don't even realize that. I, I, I had no idea.
1: That's actually really interesting. I, I did have one other thing I wanted to talk to you about before we, uh, we tie it up. And it's uh, when we get back into the office, um, we probably won't be going every day. But when we yeah. do, we're going to have to work with other people. Probably, yeah. probably, probably six feet apart. So maybe this actually doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> but no um, your your space where you work, uh, like how important it is to keep it clean. But also just like being respectful of the other people around you. Some people um, don't necessarily do that. They're a little bit messy. They have a little bit stuff. But I mm-hmm. what I love the most about working with people is finding out about them. By yeah. their by their workspace, like yeah, when I go to so your workspace, you I'm telling you, dude, this this man's a nester, all right. Oh yeah, all yeah, that's right, great. Uh, our faithful listeners out there, he's a nester. He see every his whole life is in that cube or in that I little area.
0: That, moving desks is a giant pain in the
1: butt. Unless somebody does it for <laughs> you, thank you, Brian.
0: <laughs> I still I gotta give we should send Brian a sticker just <laughs> thanks. We for had so we had someone
1: <laughs> we had someone move Jeremy's desk from one location to another. A gentleman named Brian. Yeah, thanks, um, Brian. Who we'll talk about. We'll have a full, Brian, we'll have an episode completely yeah, about, yeah, about Brian. Yeah, just it's yeah. called Brian, the Brian episode. Not interviewing though, just talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he took a picture of Jeremy's workspace and, and copied he set it up perfectly. Dude. It was wow. unreal. He was so proud uh, of it. Yeah. Too. So
0: just, uh, I was on paternity leave for what eleven weeks, mm-hmm. so or ten weeks. So that's right. Um, that's what it was for. So I was out for a long time, and I wasn't allowed to come to the office. Technically, um, because the way our company were paternity leave, you're technically not in a you're anyway, you're on disability leave, basically. So you're not allowed to come in. So I couldn't actually come in and move my stuff. And so Brian did it for me. That's awesome. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, man, um I just like to feel at home and I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe I'm assuming but I, I felt like if I make my space inviting, other people will come and and and, and approach yeah. me. I, I I'm more approachable. And I tried to have like a very open door policy my my goal with the ux team on any application is to just you know have a, a really great relationship with the engineering team the product team leadership whatever and i want to have an open door i want you to come and 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 sit down in my my beanbag chair and you know let's chat you know what you what you need that's probably um, why
1: people were interrupting you while you were talking cuz it was so inviting they were they like yeah, over right. to Jeremy house. Yeah. Um, I
0: needed like a light, like a flashing light. Yeah. Like a, don't come near Red, me when I'm on when I'm on a call. Um, they actually make those like a little Bluetooth light that you can oh, like turn oh, on and off oh, when you're on a meeting.
1: Complete aside, I was working yeah. with Raspberry not Raspberry Arduinos for a while. Uh-huh. And I got a sensor that could constantly pick up. It would it, it would ping um distance. So I built a light sensor where I had it on my desk and I could tell by the how fast the light was blinking, how close someone was getting to my desk. Oh wow! It was like yeah, it was a like, it was a creep. Detector. Set up some booby traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little micro machines. or oh, yeah. Cans of paint flying Homer around style. That's right. Yeah, dude. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah. So you know,
0: I like that. I don't know, and I get, you get to see people's personality. You know, What are the, yeah, man. What's the weird stuff they have in the day? Oh, you like Star Trek? Oh, you like Star Wars? Ooh, yeah. You know, um, that's the kind of I like that kind of stuff. And and too. Uh, you know, it, it's weird because some some offices actually don't let you like mm. um i've heard of companies where they actually have like a clean desk policy where it's like you can have a picture of your partner and that's it and a laptop you know i i, just, I don't know that just seems so cold and uninviting to me it's definitely not my thing
1: in old corporate cultures like in the early um disney days uh, i was watching a documentary recently they had a book that had your title in it and everything you could have in your office. If you'd get a big chair or a little chair or a big, it just like, if, and you would get, and you would get access to special rooms if you were like a Disney too. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I mean, this was the fifties or whatever, like yeah. the early forties and fifties or whatever. Um, but they 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 were they had different work uh, mentality back then. You know, it's yeah. kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Thank God that's over with, Derek.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I think it's just being respectful, man. I mean, I guess it's, everything always comes back to relationships. It's just about, like, knowing the people you work with, understanding what they expect from you. Sure. And trying to, you know, setting the right expectations and living up to those expectations. Yeah. You know, and um, trust in everything else. And, um, you know, insulting people, telling them that they aren't, worthy of working there, you know, like when you're doing code reviews, there's you could probably talk about this for an hour. But oh God, I'm sure yeah. there's like just developers are like just like, "What are you? Some kind of moron? You put this tab space in five spaces?" yeah you know, like I, I don't know, just like stuff like that.
1: I'm sure you could So let me talk about code reviews. I wasn't going to touch on this topic. I I It's so intensely But there's got to be etiquette around that, right? It's a, probably the most important thing. We probably should have touched on it first. Code yeah. reviews. When your code is being reviewed by someone else, your work, your whole, your whole like worth in your job, is tied up in that PR. Someone looks at it and they say, "That's not good work. Write it better. I wouldn't do it this way," or some lengthy explanation as to why it's not correct. Yeah, and that's it. In, in GitHub, let me let me tell let me tell you what you got to do. Let me tell you what you got to do because I've been through this many times. Once you get a code review. Have someone look at your code. It's important. Before you read it, go find them. Go talk to them. Hey, I'm about to read your code review. I just want to let you know if there's anything up front you want to mention before I get into it. Um, it. Is there anything glaring? Communication verbally. Like why
0: did you do the contacts? Maybe yes. you had to choose one thing because you did blah, 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 the whatever. The point is that yeah. they
1: looked at your work and ran it and tested it and validated it. A lot of times they only look at the code. it's unfortunate, but right. the, um, what you should be doing in those sessions is really evaluating whether it's solving the right problem, whether it's the, you know, the code is meeting the needs of the story or the story whatever the task you're doing. Um, so many times I've seen people berate other people in those se- in those things seems obvious, but don't tell it's anybody their true. idea is bad. and if you give them a suggestion, or if you say something isn't correct, tell them what you would do. But I mean, when you do it, be specific, be respectful, um, and you won't have as many issues. Also, on the other end, don't get so tied to the solution you just built. It's right. just text. It's just text. See, that's
0: something that that I think uh, there's a lot of you know just like you have etiquette with design reviews, or I'm sorry, with uh, code reviews. There's etiquette with design critiques, design oh, right, okay. reviews for UXers, right? I mean. It, it, I, I, I personally from my like my experience has kind of taught me to just not take offense when people don't like the things I've designed.
1: Yeah
0: uh, when you start out, you know you get very tired. This is like oh, it's just like means so much to me. I can't believe you didn't like it. why you know it's like insulting to you personally mm-hmm. they didn't like your thing. Um, and it's about that like you know uh, just not getting not getting worked up when people don't like your stuff. but there's also like the etiquette to, to explain how to review. Stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, like yeah. maybe th- there's probably some positives. Like, I've liked what you did here, I like this thing, I like where you were going with this. It wasn't quite there yet. Let's see what we can do to get it to this place. You know, yeah. let's see what you could do. Have you tried this other thing? Have you tried this other stuff? Have you thought about this thing? Um, and maybe you know, in, in uh, code review, it's a little more technical. Maybe there aren't other options you could try, but I, I you know, oh, there I, I always know. is. Yeah. Trust
1: oh, me, it's a very, yeah. um, yeah, you know, so.
0: You know, that's kind of like, you have to learn to not be offended when people critique your work and welcome critique, mm-hmm. welcome critique, yeah. you know, ask for, for, for critique, ask yeah. for critical, uh, critical feedback. Um, when people tell me, oh, it looks great. I was like, no, it doesn't. Wh- what do you mean? It looks great. No. like, What is there something you didn't like about it? Um, when, when I just get like a blanket, yeah, it's great. I just, I know they either didn't look at it or they just don't care or, you know, whatever, but. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's always something I
1: think about. And also, like some sometimes the people you you ask if they like it or not, you'll respect one person's opinion a little more than another's based off their experience. You know what mm-hmm. they've done, their create, their touch with with design. It's a taste. It taste matters. You know, um, people you know have a sense of uh, like color theory and whatever. Like with you know like more advanced things. Like I remember uh, we worked with someone who. It was very, very early on when we worked together. We worked with a, a contractor who um um we'll, we'll we'll just we'll just call him Hawaiian Joe. Um just, just for just for context. So old Hawaiian Joe, he had a um he had an idea and a mock-up, and it was so off base from what we were trying to do that we couldn't even salvage it. So the the review was essentially this. Can't be used. We're gonna try this other technique right now, and maybe we'll come back to it in in the future. You know, maybe twenty twenty seven, or maybe like maybe twenty seventy. Um, this is in twenty sixteen. This is in twenty sixteen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That that those kind of things are really tough when something's way off base, yeah, and basically yeah. like.
0: Well, you know, but that's the thing. I mean, when when stuff becomes way off base like that, it's it's a larger problem, right?
1: It's, it's true. It's, it became be, a larger it's, problem. It's that's true.
0: Yeah. Well, it, just in general, it means that that person is not getting something. Do they need help? Do they need something else? And and that becomes it's like another problem. It's not about critiquing their designs anymore. It's about what do we need to do to help this person either get to where they need to be or f- get rid of them and find someone who can can do the work. Yeah. You know, and that becomes like a bigger question I was like from an HR perspective, but you know, um, yeah, I think there's ways to approach that. And obviously the the wrong answer there would be like what are you? You a dummy? You don't know what you're doing? This looks this is awful crap. You know, like yeah. throw it against the wall. Was this 1992? Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh,
2: what are we designing for Windows 95?
0: Yeah. I don't know why I'm like a drill sergeant. But I anyway, know I like
2: um, that. I like that. We're in with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, there's there's ways to handle that, right? It's it's even like a a, a polite, a softer way, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere so that hopefully they don't cry. <laughs> we don't want anybody crying at work.
1: Um, um, yeah, that, that I, I haven't been su- as successful as I would have hoped in my career not making people cry. I have made more people <laughs> I've cry. I've never
0: had. I don't think I've ever made. I've, somebody I've, cry. S- I've seen.
1: I've seen <laughs> four or five grown men cry. Maybe I don't have the authority women.
0: to make someone cry. That's my. That's my, that's my oh, I, I, I have. I, I have. Ever made- I
1: have. I have a way about me, Jeremy. <laughs> um, or if
0: I have made someone cry, maybe they just they've done it and not, I didn't know about it. Perhaps, but
1: anyway so good point um,
0: don't make people cry that's a good tip
1: yeah you're actually making me want to cry um, thinking about it uh, um, your kids probably cry all the time if you have kids so it's like that but grown-ups um, so <laughs> yeah, and you can't take their you can't take their screen time away
0: oh um, you know what that actually reminds me um, I my kid you know he's four almost five and both of them I mean they're not that either one of them does this more than the other but the whining man they whine all the time. I don't want to go there, there. man. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, but the, and the reason why I bring that up is you don't want to be that person at work. Right? You do not want to be the complainer, the whiner. If you see a problem, and you and you have an idea on how to fix it, complaining about the problem will not change anything. Being the person to solve the problem we'll Change something right. So, mm, if better. you see up to complaining about the oh, we always do this stupid, blah, 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 blah. what is your solution? Do you have a solution? If you don't have a solution, shut up. Really, if you don't have a solution, shut up. Um, if you don't have an idea on how to fix it, just shut up. <laughs> you know, I don't know how else to say it. Um, don't be the whining, complaining guy, um, yeah. That, nobody likes that person.
1: It's tough when the whining and complaining becomes part of the social construct of your team, though. You got a huge problem there. You know what dude. I mean? If,
0: if that becomes the cultural norm, if your people are going out after work and just happy hours, bitching and complaining, you've lost those people. I yeah. mean, it's only a matter of time before they quit. Yeah, you know? It's and very they, difficult But that can to affect other
1: that. people, too. So
0: It's infectious, man. Yeah. It is infectious. Just be careful about that. The minute that. you start complaining about somebody, it will just sour the culture Oh, God, there's nothing worse than that. And if you're a leader out there and you pick up on those things, if you do not address that as soon as possible, you are doomed. I mean, you know, the minute your people are going out, and this is like advertising, man. This is like every day after advertising. (laughs) You go out, get drunk, complain about everything and there's turnover. Just turnover is like crazy, man. Like every 6 months you're hiring new people. Uh if you, you know, it's because of the, just people let that happen. So don't let that happen. It's
1: just Make funny. I sure that doesn't happen. I find and Don't mes- be that person. You know it's funny. I find myself I know uh we're about to come up on on our on our uh our time here. But uh I wanted to tell you I, I find myself working from home, being a lot less complaint. I don't complain. Mm. Cuz I just have to deal yeah. with everything and any anything's better than uh, a virus that destroys the world. So it's like it's like yeah, it was a <laughs> little so tough bad? day, but Is like every so bad? yeah, right I, right. I would I don't complain about my day. That I mean, unless my my stupid chair to, hurts my back or something stupid like that. But like mm-hmm. the people, so I, I complain about like bones creaking. All oh, time, dude, you know? that's um, the <laughs> But when I was at work, I would have people left and right and all like just complaining about everything, and that I yeah. just get that vibe of complaining. At don't the end hear of the, the day. complaining. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Too. I, don't it, right. so yeah, I don't hear yeah. it, so I don't do it. And I'm I'm realizing now. I don't know if I was ever the source of it so much as I was like I was always perpetuating it making it yeah, happen Yeah I mean
0: there's certain things to complain about you know like you could complain about some stuff that like might be worth complaining about you know and a complaining maybe is different than like bringing it yeah. up to someone's attention you know I guess it, yeah. where does it become complaining complaining might be just like right. constantly bringing it up never doing anything to try to fix it's it It's not doing stuff to fix you it know? I
1: think that's what it is yeah
0: Right yeah I think like saying bringing something up and saying you you find something that's wrong is yeah. one thing um, and you know, uh, going and addressing it, but then if you never address it, you never do anything and just keep complaining about it. Like, I don't know, like what would be a good example of that? Like raises or something, right? It's like, you can't control it. If you haven't talked to your boss about it in one-on-one and, and if they can't address, like complaining about your we oh, you never get a bonus, never get a raise. Like it's just, those people can't do anything. Just stop talking about it.
1: Let's go back through everything we talked about today and we'll complain about it. And then we'll solve the problem right away. Okay, this is this is how you complain about it. All right, um, man, every time I have a uh,
2: every time I have a meeting, someone comes and asks me a question. All right, what did you do about it? I'm just gonna keep bitching about it. Uh, next thing, how to how to look up things up. Every time I come here, it's always they give me this. I have to Google it for a bunch of dummies. What did you do about it? I'm just gonna keep bitching. <laughs> and then the next one, um. Getting what you need. I tried ten times to talk to stupid Bill, and Bill didn't have any answers. What did you do about it? <laughs> I bitched. <laughs> Managing your workspace. You Every time I go over to Jeremy's desk, it always is a coffee cup and a stupid thing, and he's two inches over on my desk, and I... imagine his beanbag chair. Yeah, tank. and he listens to his <laughs> music with a reasonable volume from 9 to 11, and I'm mad. <laughs>
0: Uh, by the way, I always use headphones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Put um, your respect. Just a ima- office
0: space, like really. Uh, <laughs> so don't be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be. Uh, <laughs> listen to the news or whatever. Right.
1: this at a reasonable volume. What's up, Look old who dude?
0: Remy, what's up, man?
1: Hey, all right. So I'm gonna let Remy uh, take us out for today. Okay, all right, take it out, Remy. What's the all most right, important got... thing, Remy? Um, is it to be to be nice to your friends? What What is the most important thing that we we do to our friends?
0: Be nice.
1: Be nice. Be nice. That's and right. And can you say, be respectful. Be, respect-
0: and be say, respectful.
1: And say, And uh, say, don't, be a, don't, be, a don't, don't be, a be a turd muncher.
0: Don't be a All turd muncher. Don't be a turd muncher. All right.
1: <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I love it.
0: All Lance, right.
1: Words of wisdom.
2: From a little babe. From a little dude.
0: Um, I love it, man. Yeah, so we've got, uh, I guess that's it. We'll, we'll put some of these little tips in our show notes for you to easily reference for the future. Right on. And uh, until then, um, you can check out retrotimepodcast.com, get yourself some stickers, retrotimepodcast.com slash stickers, mm. uh, or you could just click on the button, says stickers in the header. Uh, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Like, sorry,
1: like and subscribe. I guess you would listen.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, leave a five-star review. Old Mr. Siebert, he'll write you a song.
1: If you haven't heard a song yet, because nobody's reviewing the dang podcast. <laughs> Somebody do it, please. It's
0: like it's like nobody listens to the show, yeah. Derek. I don't understand. <laughs> Somebody um, does. I did get an order for 12 stickers today, so we've got to send some stickers out. So Pretty somebody's important. listening. But uh, yeah, check your st- check out those uh, stickers, man. Peak Software Shit, Retro Time with Goiko. I'm stoked about those stickers, man. I can't wait to get them in. Put them all over my laptop. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know if you want to put one of those on, R- on Remy's head. It might be NSFW, but... Yeah, you never know. He can't read yet, I guess.
1: So. He can't read yet. He's pretty <laughs> nice They're in his letters. He's getting his
0: there. You oh, go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's about Linus, Linus is getting those little Bob books. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, all right, man. Cool. Well, this is a good one. Um, yeah, and if you got any other tips, let us know. Uh, hit us up Twitter, LinkedIn. I kind of I kind of gave up on Facebook. I got off Facebook, and nobody's posting on Facebook anymore. But whatever. I don't think anybody cares. So uh, Twitter, hit us up. LinkedIn, hit us up, and let us know. Yeah. What do you? Uh, what are some tips that you have for, uh, for for uh, your your workplace etiquette? Absolutely. Oh, you know what? I'd love to know what is your worst office story. Let us know Ooh, that. That'd yeah. be really fun to read through those. Like when etiquette's gone wrong at work. Let us know. Hit us up. Uh, let us know on Twitter. We'd love to hear it. Uh, but until next time, I guess that's everything I got, Derek. I'm done. I'm done as well. Cool. I'll see
2: you all next time.
1: Take it, it easy. easy.
2: What did you do about it? I bitched.